Hello again, everyone. We're glad to have you back. And if it is the first time you've tuned in, well, really, it's about time. But this is Moving Up the Ladder, where we speak with expert guests to offer their experienced thoughts to help in your career. Now, one of the most important aspects of advancing and developing in one's profession is the ability to network effectively. But many people do tend to struggle with this important facet. Joining LJ and Radio today is Jennifer Walsh. She has over 20 years experience in marketing, but even more recently, she's the founder and business strategist of Le Jardin Marketing. How are you doing today, Jennifer? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And a pleasure to have you on and talk about this subject. As I mentioned, important, and we'll get into some details as far as networking goes. But we always like to ask our guests on any topic that we bring up, how do you define it? So when you look at networking, what would you give as a description of networking? Networking is really about making connections with people inside and outside of your business because you never know when you're going to need to know someone. And really, networking is about putting yourself out there and letting people know you know, what you do, that you're available, and how you can help them as well. Um, that's just as important as how they can help you. Okay. Now, I do feel that the people we talk to a lot of times, they talk about feeling a little uncomfortable with networking. They find some of it fake. Uh, what would you say to that? How would you maybe ease their mind or, or maybe change their perspective a bit? To tell you the truth, the more you network, the more comfortable you're going to feel doing it. Okay. Just because you, you're going to know exactly you know, what to say, how to introduce yourself. You're always going to make mistakes at the beginning. or We all make mistakes. But after you do it for a while, you know um, how to talk to people. You'll know what points to touch on and, and what to tell them. And it's not all about business. Sometimes you also have to make it about, you know, make it a little personal so they get to know you as a person, uh, not just as a business. Sure. How about when it comes to social media and networking? Do you see as there being pros and cons to that? I mean, obviously in the past, it was sort of always, you know, these events that you would go to or maybe it was a conference where you would, you know, network. Now there's an opportunity to do it without necessarily leaving your home or your place of business in a lot of cases. What would you point to as some of the positives and negatives as far as networking and using social media? I think in social media, it's going to be very important to make sure that it's a positive presence. It's always good to make sure that you, you know, search yourself, uh, make sure that you're present online, uh, whether it's in different platforms, depending on what kind of business you do. But not only, you know, make sure it's the right platform, but that you're seen in the correct way. You want to make sure what's out there is positive, that you're in good light, and that what people are saying about you is good. And that you're connecting to the right people. Mm -hmm. Because if you are connecting to a lot of people, but it's not the right people, sometimes it can be viewed as someone that's not there really to do business, but just to make connections. You know, it, it seems a little fake at times. Sure. So you have to make sure you're connecting to the right people in the right platforms. So is that how you tend to look at it, where you'd rather see somebody who is connected to 10 high quality individuals versus 30 people that are sort of just all over the place? Yes. And to tell you the truth, I mean, if you look at my LinkedIn profile, I have over 1,600 connections, but I don't publicize that. You know, I just leave it at the 500 plus. So some people like to put that they have 5,000, 10,000. And are those really quality connections? Right. Are you just connecting to anybody that sends you an invitation? I have about 140 pending invitations that I haven't said yes to because I like to research my connections. Okay. Make sure that they're the right connections for me. I mean, that may be the right connection for someone else, but maybe not for the business and the way that I want to be viewed online. 
So I just tend to make sure that I'm saying yes to the right person. All right, great. Now, when it comes to uh, some of the details of networking and maybe what to do, some tips uh, to make us all master networkers, uh, if you will, what would you talk about in terms of um, creating that relationship? As I said, a lot of times people feel uncomfortable reaching out, maybe looking Mm -hmm. for help. What would you suggest as being a, a tip or a strategy that you can offer up? I think the most important thing is be yourself. When you're fake, people can tell that you're being fake. You know, just be very personable, be yourself. Don't make it where it's not natural. When you're a natural networker, and sometimes it gets, you know, the beginning, it could be a little hard because not everybody's used to being, you know, bringing up a conversation or being friendly with other people. But if you're just yourself and you don't, and you're trying to be natural, then it comes out better. And sometimes, like I said, you, you connect to people that are not, you know, perfect right away and need some work and need to attend more networking events. But as long as you are a person that, it's out there to do the right thing and, you know, to connect with the right people, then that's going to show when you talk to, to someone else and when you introduce yourself. Also, I think a very important point is to bring something to the relationship. You know, a lot of people that I talk to right away, they're concerned about what can I do for them? You know, how can I help them? And, and those kind of people are not going to get very far in networking because you have to also bring something to the table that is going to benefit, even if it's just offering any sort of help or any just offering help, especially at the beginning. Right. I think that's a great point. A lot of times people maybe don't look at it that way and they're always looking to get something out of that networking as opposed to reaching out first. So I do appreciate you bringing up that aspect of it. Another uh, point I wanted to touch on was uh, you had mentioned about not over-promising when it comes to helping people out. I guess, why do people fall into that trap of, uh, you know, offering up too much that they can't take on? And how can you avoid doing that to make sure that you aren't maybe damaging that relationship or your reputation in some way? I think we're all guilty of doing that at some point. We get excited about the person we've met. We want to make sure we impress them. We try to over-promise. But in today's society, so many people overpromise and underdeliver that people are used to being disappointed. Hmm. So when they find someone and they meet someone that doesn't go out there and overpromises them the moon, they just say, "Look, you know, I'm here. I would like to see if there's something that we can work on together." And they underpromise and then they overdeliver. That's what makes that connection believe in the other person. That creates a relationship where this person now trusts you. And I think that that's more important. And sometimes, you know, it may seem like un- under-promising is not going to get you anything. But if you under-promise and then you follow up with delivering or over-delivering, that, other, that connection that you're making there is going to be definitely impressed, more so nowadays than ever before. You, you bring a good point up there as far as being able to deliver on that promise. And as you said, so many of us are, are used to being disappointed in, in one way or another. And I, I think in the same realm, you have the idea of being reachable, in essence, just, of course, being available to individuals. Is there a way you can do that without, I don't know, coming across as a little desperate to help someone or say, hey, hey, I can, I'm here, I'm here. Um, what's the best way to handle sort of developing that relationship and being available for others? The way I would define being reachable is not so much you reaching out to the other person, but giving them the information on how they can reach you, giving them different ways of reaching out to you. Not everybody's comfortable calling you or, 
emailing you or adding you on LinkedIn. You know, even though nowadays one of the first things I do when I meet someone is I search them on LinkedIn, see, you know, how their presence is on there. And then I go and, and if there's someone that I want to really make a connection with, I'll add them on LinkedIn. But if you give people different ways of reaching out to you, then they're going to be more comfortable doing it one way or another. I always tell everyone, you know, you can email me, you can add me on LinkedIn, you can, here's my phone number if you feel more comfortable calling me. You can even text me. Some people, you know, they're very busy. They don't want to have a 10, 15-minute conversation with you. They really just want to text you and say, hey, you know, it was great meeting you the other day. I would like to have a follow-up conversation. When's a good time? You know, and and that helps a lot of times. Uh, People like being able to have a choice. So many times nowadays, we don't have choices. So when you give them a choice and then you follow up on that, you know, if they text you, don't wait a day or two to text them back. If they email you, make sure they understand that even though you may be busy, that you are there and you heard their message and you are available. Because a lot of people think that they feel more important if they don't call back right away or email back right away. But really, that person may just move on to the next business. Sure. You know, nowadays, everybody's about, you know, how quickly can I get this taken care of? Right. You bring up an interesting aspect of this as well. And we touched on social media just briefly. Uh, as far as being available and, and um, feeling important in some way, do you see social media as being, uh, I guess, a, a format or a way to connect people who necessarily wouldn't be able to connect in the past? And what I'm saying is, Maybe I want to reach out to uh, a CEO of some place, or maybe it's a, a VP of an organization. Do you see that as being feasible and of, of, I don't know, maybe a good strategy to utilize nowadays? Oh, it's a great strategy. I mean, nowadays, social media can put you in front of someone that you've never been able to connect with before at any level. I mean, so many times before, you know, you never got past the secretary, you never got past the receptionist or the assistant. Nowadays, if you add someone on LinkedIn, if you send them an email, if you reach out to them, then they're going to be curious enough to at least look at your profile, read your email. It gives you a way of introducing yourself without them having to feel like they're being pushed into a corner, you know, and and say no. So a lot of times, people that were not able to open those doors and bring people like a CEO or even in the military, you know, a captain, an admiral, you know, Enlisted people are connecting with these officers. People in the same company are connecting to their CEOs or salespeople are being able to connect with people in other industries that they've been trying to reach out to. And it's because if I send you something through social media, I'm giving you the opportunity to look at it, take your time, do your research on me, and then get back to me if you're interested. And I'm putting this information in front of you. You're going to be curious. You're going to look at it. But then I'm giving you the opportunity to either say no thank you or to say, hey, you know, I've never heard of this before. Mm -hmm. You know, why haven't I heard it? And it's just because they weren't getting past the secretary. (laughs) So um, I think social media has done a lot for revolutionizing networking and sales and marketing and just any sort of uh, industry out there, really. Now, at the same time, and uh, again, we touched on this a little bit earlier, Social media opens up those doors and allows you to, to really reach out to a lot of people quickly and, uh, and maybe have some interaction. How important is it, do you think, to still get out to events and connect one-on-one with people or maybe take that, that person that you met online and meet them 
face-to-face. I mean, do you see that as having still some some strong value as opposed to doing everything via social media or online in some way? Well, honestly, uh, social media can get you a door open, but in order for you to go through that door and really be able to unite with this person, you're going to have to meet them at a personal level. Nowadays, you know, it's really hard for people to trust other people. There are so many people. But if if I make a connection on a social platform and then I follow up with meeting that person outside of social media, then that creates a stronger bond. Then you get to talk about, you know, different things and you get to bring up more points. They get to know you at a personal level. Sometimes, I mean, I've had people that I've made connections on social media, met with them personally and became great friends with and great business partners. So you never know what's going to happen. So definitely meeting people on in person now is very important, just as important as social media connections. On the flip side, what do you see as some of the more common mistakes people make when it comes to networking? Again, whether it is online or in person, just things that maybe you've come across or you've seen or heard that you would want to tell our listeners, hey, do your best to avoid these. I think sometimes people don't realize how much social presence can hurt you. Some people, you know, they have a great LinkedIn profile, but then you look at their Facebook and it's a completely different person or, you know, you um, search for them and and things come up that maybe they're unexpected to them. It's very important that people um, make sure that their online presence is positive. Make sure if you are really into having a great business, you need to make sure that everything you do, not just on one platform, but on all the platforms, are uniform and that you make sure that anything you do, whether it's personal or business related, that you're doing the right thing because people will, I mean, it sounds crazy, but people will search for these things and they are going to find them. So just once in a while, make sure that your online presence is positive and that there is a presence, you know, create your own hashtags, create, you know, make sure that you use like if you use Twitter or use LinkedIn, they use the same format, the same username for everything. So if somebody does search you, they can find you right away. I think that's one of the most important things you can do if you want to have a good online presence. I think that's some great uh, piece of advice there, especially that tangible example that people can latch on to as a lot of times we're talking about sort of theories out here. So I appreciate you bringing that up. We are getting low on time, Jennifer, but I did want to give you the opportunity here at the end to Give our listeners maybe a final takeaway, a final message that they can remember from this conversation. Anything you think might be important to emphasize or something we didn't touch on. Uh, Really, just take it wherever you'd like to wrap things up today. I think that everyone needs to make sure that they network online and in person. Even if at the moment you don't think it's necessary for your business or if you're not looking for a job at, at this time, you're going to find out that those connections and that presence in the future is going to be t- for your benefit. Make sure that you follow all these tips because they are, you're going to find out sooner or later that they're going to be very important for networking. And just make sure that you're using the right platforms for your business or for your career search. If you have a, um, a business that connects business to business, then you want to use LinkedIn. If you want to use a business that sells to, customer ser- to customers um, directly, and use something like a Facebook. So just make sure you do your research before you go out there and put yourself online and start networking. 
All right, well put. Well, unfortunately, that's going to be all the time we have here on Moving Up the Ladder. And again, our look at some tips for networking and obviously the importance of it, whether you're looking for a job or you're currently employed or even on the business side of things, making those connections. Our guest today has been Jennifer Walsh. She's the founder and business strategist for Le Jardin Marketing. Jennifer, thanks again for joining us and bringing us your perspectives today. Thank you, and you guys have a great weekend. Thank you, too. And if any of you listening have any thoughts on any of these tips or strategies, or maybe you'd like to suggest a topic of your own for us to cover, just email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com and tell us what you're interested in learning about here on LJN Radio. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.